This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 909, Stoicism, Practical Philosophy You Can Actually Use, by Ryan Holiday of ryanholiday.net, and I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to Optimal Living Daily, OLD for short, where I narrate the best blogs I can get permission from, covering productivity, minimalism, stoicism, a little less frequently, but a topic I've enjoyed for a long time. And today's article comes from a new author for this show, Ryan Holiday. I'm super excited because I first learned about him on the Tim Ferriss Show way back when, I think that was episode four, and one of the few that I listened to more than once. By the way, fun fact, Ramit Sethi, I also heard about from an early Tim Ferriss episode two, and another one that I listened to more than once, and I narrated him yesterday, so if you wanna check that out, you can. But anyway, Ryan Holiday, if you're not familiar with him, well, you know, if I did a quick bio or summary kind of thing, it wouldn't do it justice. I'm a big fan of his work, so just visit him online at ryanholiday.net and definitely check out his books. I'll mention one specifically today because it's a perfect fit for this show for multiple reasons. So check out The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. We're gonna be hearing about stoicism today, so that's a good fit, but the book is laid out so you read one page a day to optimize your life. And I don't think there's a better book that fits this show. If I ever try to write one, that's exactly what it would be. So yeah, check that out. But for now, let's get right to his post and start optimizing your life. Stoicism, Practical Philosophy You Can Actually Use by Ryan Holiday of ryanholiday.net. When most people think of philosophy, their eyes glaze over. It's the last thing they want, let alone something they need. But this, as you already know, is silly and naive. Philosophy is not just about talking or lecturing or even reading long, dense books. In fact, it is something men and women of action use and have used throughout history to solve their problems and achieve their greatest triumphs. Not in the classroom, but on the battlefield, in the forum, and at court. It was jotted down and practiced by slaves, poets, emperors, politicians, and soldiers, as well as ordinary folks to help with their own problems and those of their friends, family, and followers. The wisdom is still there, available to us. Specifically, I'm referring to Stoicism, which, in my opinion, is the most practical of all philosophies. A brief synopsis on this particular school of Hellenistic philosophy, Stoicism was founded in Athens by Zeno of Sidium in the early 3rd century BC, but was famously practiced by the likes of Epictetus, Cato, Seneca, and Marcus Aurelius. The philosophy asserts that virtue, such as wisdom, is happiness, and judgment be based on behavior rather than words that we don't control and cannot rely on external events, only ourselves and our responses. But at the very root of the thinking, there is a very simple, though not easy, way of living. Take obstacles in your life and turn them into your advantage, control what you can, and accept what you can't. In the words of Epictetus, quote, in life, our first job is this, to divide and distinguish things into two categories, externals I cannot control, but the choices I make with regard to them, I do control. Where will I find good and bad? In me, in my choices, end quote. Amazingly, we still have access to these ideas, despite the fact that many of the greatest Stoics never wrote anything down for publication. Cato definitely didn't. Marcus Aurelius never intended for meditations to be anything but personal. Seneca's letters were, well, letters, and Epictetus's thoughts come to us by way of a note-taking student. And so it was from their example, their actions, we find real philosophy. 
because other than their common study of the philosophy, the Stoics were all men of action. And I don't think this is a coincidence. Marcus Aurelius was emperor of the most powerful empire in the history of the world. Cato, the moral example for many philosophers, defended the Roman Republic with stoic bravery until his defiant death. Even Epictetus, the lecturer, had no cushy tenure. He was a former slave. And this shouldn't really be that surprising. The modern-day philosopher and writer, Nassim Nicholas Taleb, defines a stoic as someone who, quote, transforms fear into prudence, pain into transformation, mistakes into initiation, and desire into undertaking, end quote. Using this definition as a model, we can see that throughout the centuries, Stoicism has been a common thread through some of history's great leaders. It has been practiced by kings, presidents, artists, writers, and entrepreneurs. Both historical and modern men illustrate Stoicism as a way of life. Prussian king Frederick the Great was said to ride with the works of the Stoics in his saddlebags because they could, in his words, sustain you in misfortune. Meanwhile, Montaigne, the politician and essayist, had a line from Epictetus carved into the beam above the study in which he spent most of his time. The founding fathers were also inspired by the philosophy. George Washington was introduced to Stoicism by his neighbors at age 17, and afterwards put on a play about Cato to inspire his men in that dark winter at Valley Forge. Whereas Thomas Jefferson had a copy of Seneca on his nightstand when he died. The economist Adam Smith's theories on the interconnectedness of the world, capitalism, were significantly influenced by the Stoicism that he studied as a schoolboy under a teacher who had translated Marcus Aurelius's works. The political thinker, John Stuart Mill, wrote of Marcus Aurelius and Stoicism in his famous treatise on liberty, calling it, quote, the highest ethical product of the ancient mind, end quote. But those influenced by the Stoics goes on. Eugene Delacroix, the renowned French romantic artist known best for his painting, Liberty Leading the People, was an ardent Stoic, referring to it as his consoling religion. Toussaint Louverture, himself a former slave who challenged an emperor by leading the Haitian Revolution, read and was deeply influenced by the works of Epictetus. Theodore Roosevelt, after his presidency, spent eight months exploring and nearly dying in the unknown jungles of the Amazon, and of the eight books he brought on the journey, two were Marcus Aurelius's Meditations and Epictetus's Enchiridion. Indeed, Teddy seems to represent the temperance and self-control of the philosophy beautifully when he said, quote, what such a man needs is not courage, but nerve control, cool-headedness. This he can get only by practice, end quote. Likewise, he expressed a necessity of action advocated by the Stoics when he famously remarked, quote, we must all wear out or rust out, every one of us. My choice is to wear out, end quote. Today's leaders are no different, with many finding their inspiration from the ancient texts. Bill Clinton rereads Marcus Aurelius every single year, while Wen Jiabo, the former prime minister of China, claims that Meditations is one of two books he travels with and has read it more than 100 times over the course of his life. You see, Stoicism and philosophy are not the domains of idle professors. They are the sucker of the successful and the men and women of action. As Thoreau put it, quote, to be a philosopher is not merely to have subtle thoughts nor even to found a school. It is to solve some of the problems of life, not only theoretically, but practically, end quote. The mantle is ours to pick up and carry and do with what we can. You just listened to the post titled Stoicism, Practical Philosophy You Can Actually Use by Ryan Holiday of ryanholiday.net. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. 
So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com old. And there's a link in his article where you can sign up for the Daily Stoic's free seven-day course on Stoicism if you wanna check that out. This was sort of an intro to the why you should pay attention to Stoicism. I'm gonna try to bring you more here and there, but that course would also be helpful. Again, that's in the original article, which is linked in this episode's description. So do come by his site. He has written a lot covering Stoicism, obviously, but also productivity, marketing, strategy, and life in general. And he has some reading lists worth checking out too. That's all at ryanholiday.net. And big thank you to Ryan for letting me narrate this one. I'm hoping I can narrate more from his site for you soon. But that'll do it for today. I hope you're having a great generic time of the day whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.